Welcome to the Agoracom Podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Agoracom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news with us today. Happy to have him back, Bernard Tudial, CEO of HPQ Silicon Trades in Canada, HPQ for Friends in the US. HPQFF. If you've been following and believe in the renewable energy revolution and the paradigm shift towards electric vehicles that are going to require more resources and better processes over the entire battery metal supply chain, including the production of silicon, which has been changed a hundred years, it's expensive, it's dirty, uh, and it's got all sorts of other negative connotations, then you're going to love this interview with HPQ Silicon because they're cutting edge Canadian producer of high value added silicon products that are sought after by both the battery metal and electric vehicle manufacturers, among other industries. And they're accomplishing this through a process that essentially permits the one step transformation of quartz into high purity silicon and special silicon products at significantly reduced costs, energy usage, and carbon footprint. More just lip service because there are a lot of people trying to play the, the promotion game here by just talking the talk. Uh, HPQ over the last few years has signed at least seven NDAs with EV manufacturers, battery makers, and other high-value materials companies. And their current theme between all these NDAs, HPQ's one-step manufacturer of high-purity silicon. Today's big press release that we're talking about, they've announced early-stage planning for silicon-based battery material pr production line in North America. Bernard, welcome back, my friend. Thanks, George. But Let's at least be realistic. It's not today's press release. It was Tuesday's press release. Well, I said today's press release that we're talking about. Yeah, I, you were, I know, but I, 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 I just want to get, and, and for those people that are wondering why we're doing the interview now and not then, it's because I, I, did, I did that press release just to, to, to set up because I was in New York during the investor meeting. Um, that went very, very well. We're very fascinating, very interesting. Um, it actually, it was my first post-COVID uh, roadshow. Nice. Uh, a very positive return uh you know didn't kick out the idea why i decided to go to new york first and, you know if you can make it in new york you can make it anywhere uh that's really the, the feeling i got out of it and two you know the new yorkers can be blunt if they don't like what what you're doing they'll tell you sure. right smack in your face so i didn't get that so that was that was that was nice so very positive good feedback because look there's two kinds of feedbacks you get one is hey good stuff Keep me in touch, which means I'm not interested. Don't call me. And the other one, which is we really like this. Let's have further discussions. How, much of, the ladder, how much of the ladder did you get? That's Toronto politeness in New York. That's not the way it works. <laughs> they tell you in your face. No, it, 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 it was much of the latter. It, it, it was really people were really interested in in what we're doing and what it was from um, from. Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, family offices to brokers to institutional investment bankers. So it was a good mix and match. And, and it's, I really wanted to see where the story felt because I haven't come out and really started to market it until now. Because and I, 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 guess, feel, I feel now is the turn. I guess these plans played a big role. So let's talk about yep. that because obviously this played a big role. And you've got a new deck on the website. Mm -hmm. So everyone should go check that out. Okay, plans to build... A silicon-based battery material production line in North America. Okay, first question: Where the hell did this come from? Because none of us saw this coming. And you're talking about uh, plans for a facility 
200 tons per year of micron-sized silicon and oxide powders by 2024 for battery application. That's next year. Mm -hmm. We're going to get into details, but where did this come from? All kidding aside, what was the impetus for this? Because something's obviously changed. Well, something has changed. In middle of last year, we onboarded Novacion. And one of the tasks that the three three guys at Novacion had was to do a um, an overall of the situation. They were there to help us with the, the silicone purification process, which the, these guys have a lot of expertise into it. And they started because although they were not expert in battery material, they're expert in doing R&D and thinking about it. And their philosophy, actually, which is Novacion philosophy, is... The first thing you do is you realize what's the state of the technology right now, what's done now, and then how can you improve it, as opposed to say, what's the ultimate best thing we can do. So those are very two different philosoph philosophical approach. And they've done a lot, lot of work trying to figure out what's done out there, what's being done out there for silicone, what's going to be done out there for silicone. Um, and they came up to a lot of interesting conclusions that, that we exchanged and we had long discussion about. And fundamentally, it comes up to this. The silicone for battery industry and the battery industry is very similar to the solar industry. And in the solar industry, which these guys have were, worked on in almost solely a lo long part of their career, there was always this discussion that the original silicone-based solar technology, okay, the first generation of purifying monocrystalline and multicrystalline, those type of issues, would be replaced by a second generation, more advanced material, okay? Well, look, 40 years later, it is still the same basic technology being continuously improved. So they said, based on that expertise, they actually believe, and I, and I, I am inclined to completely accept that view, that the graphite-based battery technology that we have now, anode, will basically continue for a long time. And it is through being able to improve that material that we can move forward. And there's a great opportunity for silicone right now to come into it. So uh, when you look into this, and also, you know, eventually we will have our QRR to become a commercial entity. Um, I thought it just didn't make any sense for me to wait until I had the commercial entity to try to figure out how we can commercially do it. So one of the first thing we did was, okay, can we, can we start producing material now? And he says, yeah. And the, and the smallest size grinding equipment that exists out there, either in, in, in Asia or in, in Europe, okay, is 200 metric ton. So the smallest machine we could get to do anything is 200 metric tons. So we said, okay, we'll base ourselves on 200 metric tons. And then we'll have to deal with every one of the steps and moving forward. So it was a realization that there's an incredible opportunity. Okay. We've already done a lot of research on what's presently offered out there. Uh, and my guys think that there's a lot of room for improvement that we can do. Uh, you know, as I discussed in, in the press release, uh, Novacion. Uh, already owns some patent over encapsulating of material technologies. So, you know, we there, there's a lot of expertise that we have around team around all that material and making the first materials relatively easy. And what's going to differentiate us from everybody else in the industry doing this, okay, is that we're, not, we're never really going to have an issue 
um, basically, it's not we're not really going to have any issue finding our own feedstock because eventually it'll be ours. So the overall idea, and I think I've discussed this about the QRR, was that once, you know, or, yeah, we had this discussion, Peter and Pyrogenes also personally issued into it. Once we finish the testing program, end of June, okay, then we enter where we build a feasibility study part. Well, one of the big questions in feasibility studies is what price will you going to get for your material? Well, since we're already doing the battery side of the business, which is going to be a potential big market for us, uh, we will sort of become our own uh, off-take agreement and where we will have, and then the battery division will have its own sales done. So we have this time between now or 2024, and we have the commercial plan to take advantage of this market opportunity to gain market share. And that's, that is, so that's why we we realized that now was the time. You know, we 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 can't wait for the QRR to have figured out all those issues because we know we'll get there. It's, so now's the time. If, there's an opportunity we just jumped on. So I'm sure all the shareholders are happy to hear that. I know I'm happy to hear that. But if you're going to create supply, you got to make sure you've got demand waiting on the other side. So where does your confidence level come from? Does it come from some of the MDAs that I talked about in the intro? Have you had any response from them? Uh, uh, or do you have other companies targeted? Because if you can, it, I, I did some quick math at $30 a kilogram, that's $6 million potentially in revenue. Uh, mm -hmm. but the 2024 is around the corner. So how are you going to, how are you going to sell $6 million worth of product to, and to whom? Okay. That that's where we continue to do our studies of the industry, which is, first of all, as I say, we did a review where the technology is right now, where the Whereas what is commercially feasible, commercially done right now. I'm not, we're not talking about reinventing the wheel here. We're just saying what is commercially done right now. Then you combine into this the, the IRA in the, in the U.S., which is the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which specifically states that the material to be put in batteries cannot really come from China to be entitled to this. So that creates a massive opportunity because 80 to 90% of the micron-sized silicone powders used presently in batteries is manufactured in China. So what we have to do is benchmark ourselves to what they do, do something better, do it in North America. And then you sit down and you realize that at this specific moment, okay, graphite is in a deficit. AKA demand outstrip supply. The deficit's gonna go to about 8 million ton in 2000, uh, 2040. 8 million ton per year of deficit. Okay. Yeah, but that's also the, like 20 years away, right? But so. it's already, no, but George, it's now in deficit. For the next 40 years, nobody sees us uh, getting away. So if the EV vehicle market is gonna continue to grow and expand, there's there is massive demand for battery material. So bottom now, line, the, you're not going to be worried about where you're going to place your 200 tons per year. 200. Listen, 200. The key point that we realize is the literature is very very clear right now. Where where the state of the art is right now is you put between five to ten percent of SI or SIOX into it. Okay. Well, you replace five to ten percent of SIOX. Uh, graphite by that material, you resolve a bit the issue. 
But in a situation where the deficit is going to be 200, 300, 400,000 metric tons a year, my puny little 200 is not going to, you know, it's not going to move the needle. But that's the goal for me. Got it. The goal for me is to start to have all the battery manufacturers test my material, realize I have the best materials. And then by the time we're ready to, to, to build and finance the, the first commercial gen generation, I will not I will not only have outtake, I will probably have people say, okay, we want one with our gigafactory. We want one with our gigafactory. That's that's the entire business plan of HPQ is to be able to, to completely feed into it. So we, at the base, the QRR, okay, is a modular production system that does the material that battery manufacturers need or other manufacturers. So we can we we can right size ourselves everywhere on the value. So it's just it's something we've been always working. We've always been telling. It's just the first time we present it in a more concrete fashion. Did have you got? Any, I know it's early because you did it on Tuesday. But any response from any of the parties you've been talking to in the past? You've had press releases about you know global auto manufacturer you have the ndas is it too too early have you had any response from from actually from i've already got one reply for somebody who says oh you remember we signed an nda uh, can we discuss about getting material and and this is what this is what's different about what we're doing like in the press we already got 15 kilogram doesn't sound a lot but according to, uh, with the plan that we're following with um with uh novasium okay our goal by the end of q2 is to have close to one ton of material. Okay, that's that comes as new news to everybody too. Well, it's new news. It's part. It's part of it. If I'm going to do 200, it's part. It's part of those four. What seemed it seemed it very complicated, but but we actually wrote the press release. See stock for production line. There you go. How are we going to do it? We're resolving every one of those issues as we're moving forward. We're well, walking okay. and chewing gum at the same time. By the way, devil's advocate, um, it looks like you put in a, a couple of big ifs in there. I'm going to read part of the quote. To have a yep. test production line operational in 2024, we'll need to deploy commercially available technologies for CTBV, Awoken, and all that. But you got four of those. You'll need to source a minimum of 150 tons per year of 3M plus silicon feedstock improve the silicon material battery capabilities and right sizing the the modular capacity of the production line those sound like um or pretty i don't want to say daunting but those sound like four decent hills to climb so how confident are you that you can you can get all four of those done let's say that in my stable of people i work for i have people that have already done it but i won't expand more on that but it's not as daunting as it looks all right, so these are required, but you're, it doesn't sound like you're overly worried about them. I mean, you still got to get them. I've, I've never been worried about, you know, the purification and getting the material. I've never been worried about this. I've, ne I've never been. It's because we live in this bit of a binary world, okay? There's some people that are uh, doubting Thomas, but uh, we have contingency plan A, B, and C. Basically, you know, we, we can make the 3N in one step, but we can't make the 3N in one step. I absolutely have no reason to believe we won't be able to make the 3N in one step, but between the time where we can make the 3N in one step and we and, and now we also have contingency plan that our ongoing testing is being done, things are being done. I've learned something over the years now 
is I prefer to talk about what I have done as opposed to what I am doing. So that's more sort of my philosophy now. You, uh, it says to have a test production line operational in 2024. Hmm? First quarter, first half. I know. Like oh, that part like I'm not going getting into. But I'm still going to ask. Yeah, I know. I know you're going to ask. Listen, it's going to be any day between January 1st and December 31st. In the meantime, this? when will you have a better idea of that? Like by June, as I told you, I'll have a better idea once we have done it. But I'm not. It's not that stressful because you know the equipment. The equipment we're talking about is all commercially available, okay? And now the reason, and I, and I know that some people are thinking they have, well, frick it, it's all commercially available. Anybody can copy you. Yes, anybody can copy us. I don't disagree. But nobody can copy the QRR. Well, what equipment are you talking about then? I'm talking about the grinding equipment. An equipment to purify uh, silicone. That's the, it's the, an, an equipment to encode the material. Those are... Some of them were developing. Some of them exist. So some technology exists to do SIOX. You know, we're playing around the multiple field, but we have enough options to be able to meet every one of those issues. All right. Anything? I, I will not. You. I will not get tied down on saying you know it's going to be at three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon when the woman is. Ah, come on! You know that's all what I'm asking you. That's all. Oh, I'm not talking like, about uh, George. I'm not talking about you. First half of the year, second half of the year. At least, at some point, it'd be great to have an indication of that. But either way, it'll, it'll, I think there'll, be, there'll the... be an indication at the right time. All right. So between now, okay, so that's all I can ask you on that. What Are there any nuances I've missed here about this press release that I should have asked you or any final comments from you about this? Oh, this is this is big because you know there's all the other material that we can do with this material. This fits well into the QRR. Uh, you could ask the interesting question: How come you're talking about 200 ton of SI and 300 ton of SIOX? You could you could have picked up on that one. Well, I've got it here, but I don't know. You know, I I thought I it sounded to me that was going to be like a game time decision for you. I'm not you know, but okay. Why? No, it's why a, I, to, 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 to be micron size silicon powder versus. 300 tons per year of sub five micron silicon silicon oxide powders. I don't know what it's not. It's, it, it, no, it's SIOX. It's not. It, it's an oxide powder, but the X is the X is a different factor. So okay. no, by the way, it's, why is that a game time decision, or why did you talk about? No, both it's not. Of it's those? not. A, it's not a game time decision. It is right now the literature that technically what is commercially used is more SIOX as opposed to SI. Now. Uh, what we're still trying to gauge is, is the X factor done by the anode manufacturer or is the X factor done by the battery manufacturer? And I'll think what's going to happen also in parallel. So if, if you go take a look at the other one, we're going to be working on improving the material, okay? Is we're going to be starting to playing with some parameters. So what we're doing is we now know what are the characteristics of, of the SI in, in, the, in, ba in battery anode material? And then we're going to see, okay, how can we improve this? How we can get good results? So we're working with different, you know, high, high level research centers to, to get them tested, get them moving. The issue that that's always something I wanted to do, but we're always having some difficulties getting ourselves the samples material. Now that's no longer the case. All right. That's all the questions I've got, man. It's a Friday afternoon. 
Okay. Uh, but I'm glad that we hopped on here and I'm glad you're able to tell everybody the reason uh, we couldn't do this sooner. A, I was flying back from Dubai on Tuesday, but more importantly, you were actually uh, in some great meetings in New York. So uh, when I read this, when I, when I got off the plane, I, it was a great surprise to me. And I think it's probably been a great surprise to a lot of shareholders. So can't wait until the next time we talk about this, where you can give us even more information, my friend. All right. Sure. I'll be going at home. You've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform to Bernard Turion, CEO of HPQ Silicon, Trades in Canada, HPQ for our friends in the US, HPQFF. For those new to the story and you love seeing this announcement about early stage planning for actual silicon based battery material production, and that, okay, there's a walker, not just a talker. Start your due diligence on Agoracom, take a look at Compass profile page. Then hop over the HPQ Silicon website uh, and take a look at the deck. It's a brand new deck there, PowerPoint presentation uh, to bring yourself fully up to speed. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. We've already lost Bernard. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. But don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform, so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.